0: This is the Alchemize Your Life podcast.
1: On this episode, we're going to go ahead and challenge some of your beliefs on that big, bad M-word.
0: Mother? (laughs) Manipulation. Oh, that's kind of synonymous. (laughs) Hi, I'm Cian Kenshin.
1: And I'm Sophie Ma.
0: And we're here to Alchemize Alchemize your Your Life. In this podcast, we show you how to apply the principles of spirituality, prosperity, and sexuality to create true and lasting transformations in your life and business.
1: Join us at the Prism Institute of Quantum Alchemy as we explore the ancient, esoteric teachings of Buddhism, Tantra, Hermetics, and more.
0: As we weave these primal energies together within ourselves, we repair the fractured consciousness of humanity itself.
1: Join us in liberating the world and realizing that the gold is in you.
0: I don't remember how we start these things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you just start them right like that. Oh, okay. So yeah. sorry, it's
0: it's been at least two weeks since, or three weeks actually, since we recorded a podcast. It's been four weeks. I completely forgot how to do it, and now we're in like this. Like, where are we? On another universe? Is is this like our new house or something? Like, I don't. <laughs> it even... could be. I don't, I don't recognize any of this i got it decorated while you were sleeping and also i'm not even i'm, I'm like ta- looking around and i'm not talking into the mic so it's probably like giving people like whoa what's going
1: on here <laughs> it's just that's a remnant of the earthquake that we experienced right before we I know reform.
0: right we, we literally just had an earth we get in here we're about to get set up and all of a sudden the walls start shaking and like this this is like a brick wall so you don't want to be next to a brick wall and no. it starts to shake and
1: all the locals <laughs> start screaming get out get out get out and i'm like oh my god oh that's, I that's guess we thing. should leave.
0: I, I thought it was a truck driving by. <laughs> I'm
1: like, no, no, that's this, that only happens I was in like, Winnipeg. Is this
0: building really that flimsy? <laughs> Well, guys, we have an extra special guest with us. I don't know if you noticed him sitting right over there because, you know, maybe you can see, maybe you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a video, but I don't know how many of you are going to see the video or how much of the video you're going to see. But he's sitting over here. Uh, His name is Gavin Dantes. Mm -hmm. He's bringing the Dantes energy to our podcast. (laughs) Yeah, we asked you guys and you guys responded in special saying you wanted more guests on this show Mm -hmm. Uh, especially like like reality hackers mind hackers polyamorous people like you guys just want everything
1: let's be honest you guys love all our shit you love all our shit (laughs) and but you
0: want more of our shit and showing other people who are like kind of in the same thread so because it's not just us we (laughs) tell you that
1: we're not special and we mean it there's other humans like us yeah especially in bali
0: yeah, you know, there's we, a lot. We found a lot fewer humans like us in Mexico and maybe a few more in Costa Rica, but here in Bali, it's like, oh, wow, we're swimming in an ocean of people like us. Yeah, it's
2: cool. <laughs>
3: it really is amazing. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, when you get to be in a, an energy field, of all sorts of different black sheep mm-hmm. from around the world.
1: I call them rainbow sheep. That,
3: that have all, you know, kind of left that traditional reality or escaped the matrix. Escaped mm-hmm. the matrix. Yeah. In all well, sorts
0: of different ways. You know, it was really wild. Like I met Gavin, I think like six years ago, maybe a, even a little bit more. A little bit longer. A little time, bit longer. Yeah. yeah, back in Winnipeg, our hometown, and uh, we were running just some some things together. We we did a couple of events at the Young Associates. I think it was the Young Entrepreneur's Young Entrepreneur Society. Society. Yes, yes, Young Entrepreneur's Society, and like him and I would just go out to the stratosphere with our like mind hacking what what did we call it it was we un- had unprotected exchange of neurotransmitters oh that, my goodness. that's <laughs> the one that's the one that was our like metaphor for what was happening Right When we would go into the transpersonal, our minds would open to each other and we just start bouncing off each other. And neither right. of you knew what the transpersonal was at that time. No, no fucking clue. No. Yeah. no, we just knew that somehow there was something happening here. And I actually 100%. have the same thing with Sophie right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited to do this in a threesome. A <laughs> triad? Triad. No, the triads are better. <laughs> this is your second triad. This is the nice This yeah. is the second triad. No, this is the third triad.
1: Second triad on the podcast. Second triad on the podcast. Yes, yes. The
0: first the first one was not published.
1: Oh, actually, the first one was on YouTube. Correct. Yeah.
0: So but you digress. I, I digress. Uh so Gavin, yeah. So we met uh let's say seven years ago. Must it must have been over seven years ago because that was before my like major transition, my major spiritual transition. Yeah. Oh my, it must have been like eight or nine years ago. So about eight years, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and so we just like banter and have these amazing talks. And we'd have all these like entrepreneurs, like just basically eating out of our hands. There was some really cool aspects to it because there was a lot of younger guys younger
2: who were guys, yeah.
3: just seeing the experience and the wisdom. And they're like, you know, this is a, they just felt there was some energy behind what we were doing.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And both of us were very steeped in ego at that time. Like, oh, yeah, just like very orange level, rational scientific materialist yeah. mindset, both of us yeah. very steeped in it. Um, but I remember like near the tail end, right before you left for Bali, I think that was about six years ago is when you left for Bali. Left for Bali in about five years now. Like was it five and a half. years? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You know me and time. Okay. I, was I was gonna s- say,
1: don't. I don't know why you're bothering with Why are you even trying? Me, so, you know yeah. you're bad at them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, we had this amazing chat at, uh, I think it was Sukhothai, That's what Thai yeah. place, you know, and um, I don't know, you just, just remind me like what, what happened there. Yeah,
3: well, I was going through some hard times at this point uh, from relationship standpoint, from reputation standpoint, from different things that I had put myself into based off of the, the person I was being, you know, and there was some good elements and there were some bad elements, but of course. a lot of the, my negative habits had caught up to me. And then we were having this conversation and it was definitely a, one of those turning points in my life. I had many turning points, but at different times. Yes. Uh, and this was a very interesting one because I remember when you asked me the question, like <laughs> what really lights you up and what gives you that feeling of like flow, like you're in the moment. And I was like, oh, when I, when I play soccer, I, I've always had that, you know, from sports. And I, time would disappear. I would just fully focus in the moment. And that was it. Nothing else came into my field except for what was the moment. You're like, you know, you can have that in all areas of life, right? (laughs) (gasps) What?
0: Oh, my God. Crazy talk. I know. But
3: but really, that is for people who have a passion or something they like to do. They feel that that is the thing that gives them that. Yes. They don't understand that there is a something happening behind the scenes, which is the reason that's happening.
0: Mm-hmm. So they just right. think,
3: it is the thing that gives it's me that the feeling. the thing that
0: gives me that feeling, Not yeah. that
3: it's me. Uh, and not that I can generate my own ability to be there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, this was an amazing moment. I talk about that to, to different people all the time, yeah, that you, moment.
0: You might you might even say it was a very um, well-landed manipulation. A hundred percent.
3: And this is like, of course, something, and I'm sure... So people explain that, mm-hmm. but something that we talk about all the time, which is just like in the movie Inception, when Leonardo DiCaprio is going into people's dreams and implanting an idea. So when they woke up, they believed it was their own idea.
0: Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I did. And
3: <laughs> that ability to be able to trust somebody enough to allow them to teach you something.
0: Yeah. It only you, worked because of your trust. It
3: only worked because of the trust, Yeah. but to teach you something and let go of all disbelief, Mm. suspend your disbelief. And this is what happens a lot of times when we're in a movie, you're sitting there and you you let go of the rational brain because you want to enjoy the movie. And I can't let go of the rational brain, especially back then, if it was with someone I don't trust. Right. So if someone comes and tells me, hey, I'm going to teach you how to stretch and they start talking all crazy woo woo, (laughs) I I start like tuning (laughs) it out, right? Yeah. But when someone is trying to lead you in a direction and you know that they have your best interests at heart, And you let it go and then they can convince you of something, but having you kind of believe it was almost your own idea or your own epiphany. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most powerful intentional manipulations that can benefit somebody's life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very skillful. So let's just bring the audience along for a little Thank bit you. of a ride Thank here, here because it's like for- <laughs> there's a lot going on right now. So for those of you that are listening, Gavin and Cian planned me a wonderful birthday party this last weekend. And as we do, we're on a boat ride to this amazing island and we're all bantering about this idea of manipulation, this concept of what is bad and what is good and how manipulation's really been painted with a really bad brush, especially right now in the spiritual community. We see tons and tons of spiritual leaders. Oh, they were manipulating this person. They were manipulating that. And we're not saying that those things, those actions necessarily were good. But we, what we are saying is like manipulation has kind of been given a bad rap. It's been the scapegoat, kind of like money has in the spiritual community as well. And this story is, quite frankly, not fucking serving you. No. So we're going to set this straight. I'm going to start off with the textbook definition of oh, manipulation. In. Okay, so You're let's Sophie just. the
0: inner Virgo brain. Like. What,
1: I got my structure on, okay? Yeah, it's yeah. fine. I,
0: I appreciate this because it allows me to just be like. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it re- allows you to not remember dates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so the dictionary definition of manipulation is skillful handling, controlling, or using of something or someone whether it's the sculpture you made in art class or how you convinced your friend to do your homework, both are considered manipulation. And so Mm. as we mentioned here, there are many instances as Gavin has experienced where that's a super fucking positive thing.
0: Yeah, so it's like when we use the word manipulation, generally it's a negative, Yeah. right? it's very similar to what you said where like spiritual people use the word money at, to mean like a negative, like money is the root of all evil, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we've time and time again, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you've definitely heard us talk about money and like smash that limiting belief and misconception that money's evil. Mm-hmm. Reframe it to the fact that, oh, well, you know, a lot of the people you've experienced that have money or a lot of the program you received about people who have money makes you believe that it's evil Mm -hmm. and who is that convenient for yeah i mean it's convenient (laughs) convenient for people who have money and inconvenient for people who believe those things Mm -hmm. (laughs) right uh and yet people will like die on the sword rather than give up that belief Mm -hmm. You, you know and i think this is another example of the same kind of thing where we're all running around being like, oh, you know, manipulation. Oh, I got to, you know, like, run away, run away. But but really, like, okay, yeah, so, so there's definitely been some gurus out there that have manipulated people into things that they probably didn't want to do. There's also mm-hmm. been
1: some churches out there that have handled money in ways that they probably shouldn't have. Just throwing that out there. I, I
0: mean, like, the, 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 uh, the alignment between the two is actually, like, almost shocking, you know, Mm -hmm. how much these two very uh, powerful tools have been hijacked and used by people for negative purposes throughout a lot of our history, so much so that a lot of us just believe that the tools themselves are bad. Mm -hmm. And, you know, money gives you power, manipulation gives you power, and generally a lot of people abuse power.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so you know it's not surprising that we see that but again this is like you know anyone can use a gun but only the person who uses a gun to harm somebody inappropriately is actually conducting evil and mm-hmm. you know the gun isn't evil it's just the person who's wielding it mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. i mean most canadians might disagree with you there but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean except for the fact that they have you know this massive military that protects them from a lot of things. They're highly trained, this is different. This
3: is always the the funny part, right? Uh, And I I love the definition because skillful handling. Skillful handling. Great word.
1: Yeah,
3: A chess player who's a master, master, grandmaster, is so many steps ahead of a beginner. Yes. And they can bait them over and over into any, it's impossible for the beginner to win against a chess master. Now, if that person trains, and becomes eventually, maybe they can compete. Mm-hmm. But besides that, there's no chance psychologically. If somebody has studied the human mind and studied these laws of how the manipulation works, then it's almost impossible for someone who doesn't understand the mind as much as the other to keep up with that person. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, if you're gonna get help to evolve your brain, and I, I like to look at the brain like a computer. It's not a computer, but it's like a computer, and I like to look at myself as the hacker of my own brain, or the hacker of other human minds. A mind hacker. A mind hacker, you might (laughs) say. And based off of that, I I started to really, in marketing and studying branding and copywriting and all these things, I started to see the patterns over and over, plus understanding the evolutionary psychology Mm. and why human beings are triggered the way they are. And it started to give me a lot of power of influence in selling products and services. And through doing that and through um, understanding these different biases like social proof and urgency and scarcity, and then watching people pile in to e-commerce stores and just buy, 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 it started to make me understand the, the true power behind the manipulation of marketing.
2: Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. if you
3: look at a guy like Edward Bernays, who was Sigmund Freud's cousin, mm-hmm. and he was one of the most powerful people in the world. And he was the shadow of why people believed what they believed. So you think that everything is being created randomly. Most people think that. When no, this is engineering
1: at a high level.
3: Engineering of consent, which he he would talk about. They actually had a really, he did a really powerful thing in 1929 for the Easter Sunday parade, where he understood something about women, which is they were in this emancipation movement. They wanted freedom they wanted liberty mm-hmm. they wanted to have equality mm-hmm. but he used that against them oh mm-hmm. wow because he realized for the cigarette companies he was working that they were losing the majority of the market because it wasn't looked at as very womanly or feminine to be a smoker okay but because he knew the state women were at and how they wanted this level freedom. of freedom right he got them to walk uh, on the Easter Sunday parade with cigarettes in their mouth, and he called them torches for freedom.
1: Oh, oh my goodness! Wow. So wow. he was
3: able to get an entire audience to watch these women say, "Hey, we also have freedom," and now connect that, that. cigarette with freedom. And wow. then they just took a got a huge portion of market share. Of course, that wasn't there. Now, if you understand that level of really dark manipulation, yes, you can understand that that's just neutral. Mm-hmm. But that same understanding can be used for positive things. For mm-hmm. actually
0: liberating people. Absolutely. Actual freedom. Actual freedom. And I'm just
3: telling that story because we, we see these dark cases. And the problem is most manipulation is used by dark occultists.
2: Mm-hmm. Or
3: those who want power and control in a more negative way. They want to have more power than everybody else. They don't really want to free them. They, they look at them as the sheep that they can get money from. Yeah. or they can get influence from, or they can get to do the bidding for them. But they don't look at using this stuff to free them and help them get to their level, because that to them means competition.
1: Right. So you would it, never want that.
0: <laughs> and what they don't actually realize is they're entrapping themselves in the drama. Oh, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> they're, they're, they're taking all the people following them and themselves further into samsara and further into suffering by doing this. Mm-hmm. It's wild, man.
3: It, it's very wild. But I... I just, when I start to look at these different cases of the Brennays and the dark occultists, and then I start to look at the other side, which is the light occultists, the difference is a lot of the light occultists, they feel that the manipulation is bad. Right. And And they feel like the molding of the sculpture or the molding of the mind in a way that that person doesn't understand is unethical.
2: Yes.
3: Now, what I did when you were manipulating my mind was I let go because I trusted you. Mm -hmm. And I trusted that you had my best interest at heart. And you did, Mm -hmm. or I wouldn't be here now. I wouldn't be living in Bali for the last four and a half years, (laughs) right? (laughs) And and created a completely different life. Whole
0: whole different paradigm.
3: Whole different paradigm. So if someone is not able to see that the manipulation itself is neutral,
0: Mm -hmm. and you actually
3: want more people with good intentions to have and wield that power. Bingo. Then, You can't shift your paradigm. Same with money. Same with all of these different concepts. Because Mm -hmm. they're attached and anchored to things that people deem negative, they stay away from it. And this is how the dark occultists dissuade you from going and looking and finding that information. Keep you
0: trapped in their paradigm. In their
3: paradigm. Because if you find out that actually it can be used for good, then you will go get it. Now you will be manipulation proof.
0: Mm -hmm. Totally. Not only
1: that, but you're not wasting your energy fighting it anymore, right? Because so many people we see in the spiritual community, just like money and manipulation, they're spending so much of their energy fighting the the manipulators, fighting the people that are making the money. And then instead of them actually taking that energy and doing good with it or helping others or using it to do internal work, they're fighting this fight that's been programmed so that they will lose. And like, that's, that's not a game that is designed for them to win. And that's not the game that humanity needs them to be playing.
3: There's no doubt. I I really believe it's super unethical if you have something that can really help another human being Mm -hmm. to not learn how to be a high-level, highly skilled wielder of influence and persuasion. A master. A master. That's the definition of a master. Because if you don't, then you can't convince anybody to take better actions in their life, Mm -hmm.
0: to elevate
3: themselves, to ascend. Mm -hmm. You will actually dissuade them from what you're trying to do, which will then push them further away from the thing that you want. So by being unethical, the way i describe it, in sales and marketing, if you have a great product or service, that means you're helping less people and you're actually pushing more people away because of your paradigm that it's bad.
1: Yeah, your fear is taking away from other human beings.
3: Taking away from other human beings. And even worse, your competition, which is the dark occultists, are getting to all those people as well. That they you could
0: are, have been helping. Because, because they have no qualms about pushing their will on others. No right? prom- no qualms mm-hmm. at all. Right. And
3: it's, and this is the interesting thing. I like even talking about that, pushing their will. Because that's also neutral. right The whole control of a mind or all of this, it's all neutral.
0: It's all about intention. It's all about intention. Intention is all that matters. You, you mm. cannot
3: persuade somebody who has not gone through this stuff that we're talking about by teaching them for five days how their mind works, and then say, by the way, you should also do this, because they'll never (laughs) even get into that position in the first place. So there's gonna be a step-by-step process to freeing a mind, like in The Matrix, when Neo, who represents the Mm neocortex, Trinity, the heart, Morpheus, the truth, and then we have the Oracle, who is the intuition and prophecy. Each step of the way, Neo is being manipulated. But if he was just told everything right up front, it would have never worked. No, it's a no. stair-step process mm-hmm. you have to meet somebody where they're at. That's right. And you have to lead them. And you have to get them to keep having these awakening moments. But if you just try to throw everything at them in the first place, it doesn't work. Here's the end state. This what is,
0: the fuck? It, That's like alien. Yeah, like, <laughs> no
2: no chance, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. And, but this is when somebody doesn't want to use highly skilled persuasion to do this. They will do that up front and the person will run. Yeah. And then they will feel, oh, I did everything right. Why didn't they do it? They shouldn't have got it. They, what? No, you don't understand how I've their definitely process works. I've had that happen.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: I've had it happen to me and I've done it.
1: Yeah. yeah. We've all yeah. learned the hard way. I, I remember one of the first things that I
3: found when I was doing like affiliate marketing and I thought everybody needed to buy this product. And I, I just started sending it to everybody on email. Thinking that they're all going to get it like I got it. And I started getting back like the word spam. And I didn't even know what the word spam meant at the time. And I was just sitting there like spam. What was this? You know? But that was when I had absolutely zero skill. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't know that I had to understand another person before I tell them what they... Should want or like, they ha- or they have to at what? least know you and maybe
0: like you a little bit. <laughs> like, All of these different yeah. things,
3: right? Like in in copywriting, one of the best lines was: you need to enter into the conversation happening in someone's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't if you don't know what's going on already in their mind and what they're already thinking about. How can you pace their experience to then lead them to a better experience? Mm-hmm. It's not possible. You're jumping in and you're trying to impose your reality that they don't care about. Also, if you can explain someone's problem better than they can. They'll start to unconsciously believe you have the answer. That's what you did with me. Mm -hmm. That's right. right? You entered into my reality, into my problem. And it felt like, wow, finally somebody understands me. Mm. So this is what is even more powerful about this. If you get good at this, you become that one person in the world that people believe understands them. And yeah. what do people want more than anything? To be seen.
1: To be seen, heard, understood. Because then you feel felt. You feel loved. You feel safe. You know how
3: ethical you're being when you start to understand that and you can help lead them in the right direction? Mm-hmm. In the right direction. I this think. is actually caring about somebody else. Someone said before, like, the most selfish thing you can do in life is become a humanitarian because the greatest feeling is helping others. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I've, I've not that heard the, that. That was the Dalai Lama. Yeah. So it's like you just <laughs> you just – you invert
3: yeah. – so many different things. And when you invert those things, it just shatters your perspective. Cause you're always, wait, I thought what I want is to just get more material stuff. Isn't that what school taught me to yeah. hide my tests? I always have to like beat everybody around me. Mm-hmm. As an entrepreneur, I do everything opposite to what I was taught in school.
1: Yeah. That is a I, I'm good policy.
3: Chase, I'm constantly cheating off all my friends' tests. Yeah. And they're cheating off mine. <laughs> and we're using borrowing people, a lot of assets.
0: Using other people's assets. Yeah, right? yeah. it's
3: yeah. one so of our core teachings. Everything is opposite. But this whole modern, especially Western world system is all about separation and selfishness. It's Mm -hmm. designed
0: to keep you small and keep you. Well, that's how you market to those people because when
3: you're in that, you always need
0: more because you're always unfulfilled. To feel better. Because you're never connected. You're never connected. By
3: pulling people out of the normal human experience, which was Mm -hmm. tribal nature and Mm -hmm. being together as one. and. Some of the tribe going to hunt and the others taking care of the tribe and working together as a mm-hmm. tribe. No, you have giant cities that have the highest levels of suicide per capita, mm-hmm. highest levels of, of depression and anxiety and all these things because you're around all these people, but nobody even looks at each other. Yeah, no, nobody's they're connected. They're,
0: they're down on the phone like, me- I need more, more likes, like, more likes, more likes. Yeah, yeah. we've all been stuck in
3: that trap at some point. I know I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and by more, the more and more you escape from that trap, and I'm not against materials a lot of people will think oh you're against me. no i'm not against any of that
0: but if that's the only focus to make me happy it's your because re- yeah. then you know it's your relationship with materialism right totally and and that's like like we we've, we've been kind of like dancing around this one topic here of of like well okay so there's all these negative manipulators but like where are all the positive ones yes. right where are
1: they indeed where
0: are they indeed and you know like one example of that is like is buddhism right like before they even teach you to meditate they make you do a prayer or an intention or a spell which says you know um from now until all beings are liberated i will do my best Mm -hmm. to liberate them Mm -hmm. right and this creates the intention inside of you of this is how i'm going to use these powers that i'm about to be given you don't even know you're going to get given powers Mm -hmm. you know until you've said this sort of prayer or spell that's like a thousand or ten thousand times or something right and then you do the meditation you level up and you get the powers and now all of a sudden you're like oh we're in transpersonal we can like manipulate people's thoughts feelings and emotions holy shit, I have to help liberate people or else I'm going to be stuck, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, well,
1: and the premise of skillful handling, like that phrase mm-hmm. exists in Buddhist culture. Yes. So we see that in, even in our Sangha books from Hollow Bones Zen, right? The concept of right view, skillful handling is right in there as an idea of how to skillfully handle your environment, the people around you, things that are happening to you and students if you're teaching.
0: Yeah, and and if, if you... If you've broken through enough of reality to understand how it works, it's imperative that you do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Like the people who are using this kind of technology have come across it without any like personal evolution. They just learned the rules. They've learned the natural principles, the universal principles. And that's why a lot of this stuff was kept secret for for thousands of years. And now it's just impossible to keep secrets. So it's like fucking it's out there, right? It's out there. Like... And so, yes, it's being used for evil, but there's also people using it for good. Mm -hmm. And there are actually a lot of us, but you know what? There's not enough of us stepping up and talking about it and like telling people and reframing for people, you know, money's not bad. Manipulation's not bad. These are just tools that need to be used to liberate instead of enslave.
3: Totally. And... I can understand somebody talking about money being bad if they truly understand the financial system mm-hmm. and they can understand the inner the, the inner workings of that system, but money itself
0: yeah, is right.
3: not. If, it's an energy. Just, if we're talking about a medium of exchange,
0: Absolutely. now
3: we're talking about energy exchange. That's energy. it. Yeah. If we're talking about the deeper layers behind the financial system and the manipulation of that, oh, we can—that's yeah. a totally—that's a totally that's different, a totally yeah, different topic. topic of
0: today. Yeah, yeah.
3: But the concept that you're saying is the truth. Mm-hmm. It's neutral, and if you allow those who you believe are doing more evil in the world to have all of the money, then in and of itself, you are allowing we're part of more the of that to happen. You're we're actually
1: we're- like enabling the problem. Absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. But if you are Allowing yourself to accumulate more wealth through creating massive value through your ability to influence and persuade people to exchange their money for th- something that you have that is highly valuable. And then you're doing good with that money more and more and more. And just imagine how different the world would be if more people who had great ideas and great, and were doing great things in the world were doing that and actually cared about people.
0: Yeah, like, right? Like I, I want people who are that's like the me, word right there, care. generally genuinely care about others yeah. to have power. Absolutely. To have money, to have influence, to have, have the ability to manipulate others. Because fuck, shouldn't you want somebody who has your best interests at heart? Yeah. Shouldn't you shouldn't you be praying to the gods, please, God, send me yeah. somebody who really cares about me, send them here and have them manipulate me so I can get outside of my own fucking shit.
3: Yeah. I remember listening to Evan Pagan about that, and he was he was just like. It's like, nobody's going to come to your door and knock on your door and just teach you all the secrets of the universe. You know, this isn't going to just randomly happen to most people. Mm -hmm. And the reason for the most part is because first off, there's not enough of them out there. But it's also you, you have to seek.
0: You have yeah. to want it. If, if you don't want it, no one is going to give this to you. It's impossible for them to give it to you. Yes. Actually, like, if if, if some it master... It land. Yeah. If some master knocks on your door and is like, oh, hey, Pandawan, come, come, yeah. come. Yeah. Yes, come. Yeah. Okay, but first you stand on your head. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't realize that he's actually trying to show you something, you know, like, but if you go to him and you're like, you go up the mountain and you've like yeah. traveled for like 20 days and and then he like... He, he makes you like wait outside his door for another 15 before he even talks to you. Yeah. And then you walk in and, and you sit down and, and he's like, oh, okay. And he smacks you on the head with his sandal Fucking instant enlightenment right there, you know?
1: (laughs) Well, there's willful submission there, right? Like you're putting the effort in. If something just shows up in our lap, we actually, unfortunately, don't take it seriously. We don't value it. And if we're not ready to receive information, you literally will not hear it. Mm -hmm. It literally does not get into your brain. So you have to be only two steps behind the person that's giving you that information.
3: Yeah, The person who's providing the information, like we talked about before, has to be pacing your experience. Yeah. If they can't do that, then they're gonna you're, they're gonna jump you steps ahead, and nothing will connect.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: you can read the same book as somebody else, and one person can say, "Oh, I knew all that," and the other can say, oh, "That just blew my mind." Yeah, because if the didn't person hear any of it, right? Well, yeah, the well, third will ha- say, "I didn't get it at all." What yeah. happens is, is like one of the biggest problems with humanity and and the human mind is that usually it sees only validation. Mm. Totally. So, until about eight years old, we have our formative years like when you are formatting uh you know a ego's computer. constructing itself So you are yeah. you're, you're being formatted so if you have a child that 1 years old in an America and he goes to China and grows up there He's, he grows up speaking Chinese mm-hmm. right we are formatted from those a- ages unconsciously we don't really have any deductive reasoning like Sherlock Holmes yeah. mm-hmm. it's just coming in
1: yeah we're sponges
3: it, it, we have this cultural these cultural beliefs these societal beliefs and then that's just kind of hardwired to the sum aspect if the brain is not being freed and then the more those pathways go over and over and over the harder and harder it gets and then when we read a book 25 years old and that book tells us all these things that are showing us actually how we can change our behavior but all we see in the book is what we want to see so we're manipulating the words to just fit our denial of manipulating reality ourselves, we're manipulating ourselves yeah to just stay in that
0: place that's the brain's job That's the brain job for us to survive. Yeah. Survival Mm. meant staying in the comfort zone. This is it. Mm. And the reason (laughs) is
3: because of our millions of years of evolution in general, uh, especially once we were in tribes of 100, 150 people, nothing changed from generation to generation. We're in the same local and linear environment. We're just there doing the same thing. So when you grow up, you just grow up to do exactly what everybody else does. So we didn't need to adapt beyond that. and now we're living in a completely different world where now we're evolutionarily mismatched for the time that we're evolving (laughs) Mm -hmm. and darwin said it it's the most adaptable to change that survives now i like to look at it it's the most who who can uh, thrive at the highest level and Mm -hmm. who's the most adaptable this environment will will thrive dawkins also said like survival machines that learn through simulation are always ahead of those who learn through trial and error so now people are able to go into their imagination or the construct of the matrix and they're able to completely rewire their brain. We're living in a global and an exponential world now. We're living in a, a time where we can study the hermetic principles from all corners of the world. We can find all the secrets. It's that all have there. Come from, it's all there. You just have to seek it, mm-hmm. and you have yeah. to be willing. And then, like you said, with the, the submission, you have to be willing to submit to a master. Yeah. And I'm not saying this, and people will get this wrong, like. Submit, let them just do anything they want with you. Well, I kind of actually am saying that. I am that. definitely saying
2: but, that.
1: Yeah. But
3: <laughs> you gotta find s- the right one. But you have to find the right one yeah. and you have to be you have to have a very what's the word for it? Like your mind has to be able to not just accept whoever you find first or yes. this oh, or that.
0: Yeah.
1: you, have, have, to super be dis- important.
3: Discerning you have to be is the very first discerning.
0: Lesson. Discernment is the first lesson of hermetics. It's it's literally at the bottom of the tree of life at Malkuth is discernment. Yes. Before you go beyond the material realm, you must learn how to discern and you know, choosing teachers is one of those like just falling yes. into the first teacher that comes across your path who
1: can maybe like dazzle your eyes with some sort of magic, like well, the face yeah. first Facebook ad that you see or first you know, person you know, who cold like, messages you in the DMs at eleven eleven something yeah. like that. I had I
0: had yeah. a really illuminating experience at a Joe Dispenza event mm-hmm. uh, with 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 one of these people who just took you know the first guru who popped up at the event and like just went into further entrapment, you know like. Like, Joe has a really good method of like blowing the ego open, like getting people into the state of acceptance and like, oh my God. But then there's like a lot of people who are there preying on others who are now in this open ego, open ego state, right? Totally yeah. open to suggestion. And I found this guy who was basically, he collected like 20, 30, 40 people um, into his little collective. And had convinced them that he was their next path of evolution, and they shouldn't believe anything else anyone else said, and that he was their source of light and bliss.
1: Yeah. And in most cases, convince them to break up with partners. Yeah. And spouses. Oh yeah, isolation, like t- yeah. standard,
0: standard cult sort of tactics, right? Um, and this, this just showed me that, like, okay, so yeah, this is this is just a technology. Like as far as I was concerned up to that point, this was a great like gift that this was something that was really great for humanity and like everyone should have it. And But this experience really showed me like, OK, there are a reason secrets exist, <laughs> <laughs> totally. you know, and, and like Joe's speaking a lot of secrets out, out, out there in, in the public to like three, four or five thousand people at a time. Mm-hmm. And there's I definitely saw the underbelly of that. Um, I still think he's doing great, great work, Incredible yes. work and I, yeah. I love, I love what he's doing. Um, I benefited greatly from his teachings, but there's always like a dark side, right? But we also can't be afraid of doing things just because there's a dark side, mm-hmm. you know, inevitably any light, look at these lights here, cast a shadow, mm-hmm. right? And we just have to try and limit the sort of how far the shadow goes
3: it's jordan peterson that says um you know a, a good nice man is not like a ethical man it's no, like the ethical one is the monster not. who has it under control mm-hmm. <laughs> i really believe if you are not willing to go see the dark side yeah and you think that you're just going to be this ethical person you're not
0: ethical
1: that's just shadow boxing. This is
0: naive. It's naivete. And you haven't tapped into your well, inner darkness yet. Or, yeah. or
3: the world's darkness. And maybe it is scary. I get it. Mm-hmm. There are some dark things that happen in this universe because it's duality.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, if you're just going to pretend and bury your head in the sand and pretend it doesn't happen, you're going to be like most of the people over the last three years that just complied with every last rule and just like no, the government would never hurt me. <laughs> Everything. Like, have you watched any oh movie ever? Like, so <laughs> where do you think these ideas come from? The level of naivete was so astonishing to experience. Even though I'd read the history books, to see it firsthand and to yeah. see the level of manipulation taking place and to see the de- level of denial taking place and the avoidance of reality showed me how few people had gone into the darkness.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, it's, and because it's of wild. that,
3: they're easy to manipulate, and because that. They don't have any influence and persuasion over others outside of just persuading people to comply with what everybody else is already complying with
1: and so what we're talking about here like the difference is that you don't look for additional facts. Like when we're taking information from um, someone that's maybe potentially manipulating us, benefit beneficial or negative, like look for outside information. This is where the difference between a cult or what we're seeing and we're talking about with the totally. government is, is hey, I am your only source. No. This you is discernment. Own, You yeah. must come to me. That's when the red flag should go on. I, sure, I trust this person, but why can I only get information from them? And why do they have the goods but nobody else does? Because hey, these secrets are international. These yeah. secrets are everywhere. They shouldn't only come from one person. So that's, to me, that's the red flag when we're talking about like trusting someone in healthy manipulation versus maybe a little bit darker is Are you able and quote unquote, allowed to do your own research or encouraged to do your own research and given books and recommendations and other places for additional, because anyone that has your best interests at heart should be saying, Hey, here's five other sources to tell you the same thing that I'm telling you. And this is why you can trust it because maybe that will land differently than what I'm saying. That's
3: called true care for somebody's evolution. Mm -hmm. If you're telling everyone that your methods or all of these uh, phrases you've coined are yours and patented and tm'd and you know oh, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's oh my gosh that's all it is is just my reality this is uh, yeah. this is narcissism
1: <laughs> yes. i can't tell i you. love seeing the trademark logo on like life coaches yeah. programs uh, and, and phrases well, catered through marketers stuff. i can't tell yeah. you
0: how much buddhist technology i've seen trademarked and copyrighted and patented really? i'm like guys yes. this is like this just been it's very anti buddhist <laughs> no but no it's not buddhist doing it well, I know. No. right like it's someone just, just taking been...
3: it and naming it the um, whatever method, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I also understand that. I understand that it can give power behind something. So I'm not just also against all of that. But what I am is that they make people believe that they're in an echo chamber. Mm-hmm. You know That this is the only thing that exists and everything else is bad.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's
3: a, a nasty form of manipulation. And this happened to me in network marketing when I first joined a network oh, marketing wow. company 10 years ago. Oh, man. I didn't know anything about network marketing. I never heard of it. So when I joined it, I thought it was the only thing that did this business model. And they make you believe that because they know if you find others that you will start looking and then you'll find something better. Right. So they they have to purposefully keep you blinded from outside things while telling you they're breaking you free from the matrix.
0: Well, a lot and of churches so,
3: do this. this. This is what happens. Yeah. This is I really believe the difference between this conversation we're happening and a lot of what's happening out in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it's the fact that I've studied things from so many different angles and I'm open-minded to so many different people's perspectives, but I also know that there are objective truths in the world. Mm -hmm. There are cause and effects. There are as above, so below. Mm -hmm. There are correspondences, you know? And when you start to give someone that discernment in and of itself for them, they no longer at some point need you. Perfect. You are Mm -hmm. not
1: supposed to make people
0: fucking dependent.
1: No, that's never meant to be the goal. Because it, it, it enslaves both of you, both.
0: honestly, right? Like if you're creating like this mass group of people who just look to you for every single oh, fucking decision yeah. and, and like they get the googly eyes going and they're just like basically brainwashed. Yes. Like... You're now fucking responsible for those people. Yeah, that's not that's <laughs> not leadership, that's parenting. <laughs> yes. You know, you're responsible and maybe, oh yeah, you're making lots of money off of these people or something. But like if you understand reality and you're actually like a high level guru, which you know you probably aren't if you're doing this, yeah. you'd understand that like them being trapped by you is you being trapped by them. Yeah. You now both need each other because you've taken away their free will. You've taken away their ability yes. to discern, their ability to think for themselves, and now they're completely relying on you. And guess what happens when you die? They're all fucked. Mm-hmm. They, like, it is, like, how many times have we seen, like, communes, or, like, charismatic leaders yes. or spiritual organizations, or cults, or whatever, like, build up around one gigantic personality who's just so charismatic that people just like sub subject subjugate themselves to them and then the guy eventually and it's usually a guy you know you yeah. know just how it works right now um dies and everything just falls apart because yeah. nobody has learned how to run things themselves how to like be discerning how to like Evolve themselves. They've just been in like enslavement basically
1: we saw that in with Osho really right totally. and I mean we love Osho he's not without his faults do not get me wrong but a lot of his teachings we are a Neither big fan I. of oh, yeah, yeah exactly teachings. nobody here nobody here's perfect yeah. but we really see that when his ashram in the U.S. when he uh, was captured and taken uh, into jail it just dissolved it was just it went crazy pants right yeah. because they didn't know how to function without him there and then once he died you see so many people that they're just crying still to this day <sighs> yeah However, many years later, they have not found a way to fill that hole that he has left because they were not taught independence. They were taught dependence.
0: Now, that's not true for all of his
1: followers. Well, of course. It's, yeah. an, it's but an 80-20 for sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's, there's definitely like heroes who have carried his torch forward. I mean, we're going to an osho retreat in in october right Mm -hmm. um and so like there is a well-functioning organization now but they definitely had a lot of of fights and a lot of trauma and, and and things after he died um it
1: seems like they survived Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they didn't survive. I'm saying that they weren't serving the people that were closest to him. Yeah. Because like, sure, we have these big organizations now that have been commercialized that are corporations and they're doing just fine. But the ones that were actually living with him, the ones that were actually in that commune that yeah. were taught only to follow him. Exactly. Right. Those that, are the ones that are struggling. That, corporations that, just fucking fine. That yeah.
0: commune in the US. Yeah. There, there were a lot of people who were like, what's the word? Uh, like, you know, like when you go to prison, you've, you've been institutionalized, yeah. mm-hmm. right? You you, you you let go of your autonomy. You completely subject yourself to the group mind. And now that's a great stage to, to That's to a go very through. necessary you thing have to do. to go do. through that. Mm-hmm. But you need to be elevated above that. Mm-hmm. And that actually the next step is to become discerning. Right. The next step is that rational mind. No doubt. Right. It's like you 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 go into the group and you become part of the group think and you're like, oh, the group is great. But now it's like, oh, wait, I need to think for myself and I need to like seek what Gavin was talking about, like the objective truth in certain situations. And how is this true for me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you
3: know, I, I really believe true leaders uh, create leaders. Of course. So. A leader who just wants followers is not a real leader. That's more likely a a narcissist who really just wants that energy to keep hitting them for whatever reason it is. There could be all sorts of reasons, whether it's their childhood not getting enough love or whether it's a need for power, many different layers. But these different metaphors of like teach a man how to fish and feed him for a lifetime or teach a village how to to fish, you can feed the whole, you know, community. You can feed, it it just goes on and on. You want to keep going to a... Deeper level of meta. That's, that's always my belief is thinking about thinking about thinking or mm-hmm. learning to learn how to learn. And if you're just being taught what to learn, no matter what, if it's from the education system or from the cult or from wherever, you're just being taught another level of enslavement. Mm-hmm. But if you're being taught how to learn how to learn how to learn for yourself and generate your own ability to be, to be sovereign, mm. now you're going to a
1: whole other realm. And now doesn't that get interesting when we consider, hey, our school system doesn't teach that. <laughs> this
3: is very well designed from a <laughs> manipulative perspective. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah,
0: I think I think most of my money shadows and manipulation shadows and all that stuff, I think that all comes from the school system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somewhat my parents as well. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those money stories have got to shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think the the school system is another whole podcast episode that we could get into. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many layers of programming and uh, manipulation. And just just even like they they even have they actually have you know finance classes or budgeting classes now, but they just teach you how to pay bills. They don't teach you how to manage money or build yeah, wealth. Of course, you know, because this is like they want you to like learn how to pay taxes and pay bills yeah. because that makes you a good complacent. And well, it's better for you if you person. have that
3: level of financial education, it's better for them. Yeah, well, like like taxes, you said, you know? yeah, like, yeah.
0: like you said, learning what to do. Yes. Right? You're just learning what to do. You're not learning how to do it or, or why. why to do it or any of the well, meta stuff. This is mm-hmm. it. In in The
3: Matrix, the first movie was what is the matrix? The second movie was why does the matrix exist? Oh, I never and the thought. The third of that. movie was how do you get out of the matrix?
0: Oh shit. So there
3: are <laughs> many layers of the hermetics that they go through in that. Uh, in that trilogy and the reason why the first one was so popular is because it just talked about what is the matrix everyone wants to know what people love to know what yeah but they don't want to know why because that requires personal responsibility. Well, yeah, oh my
1: gosh, part of it could be my fault. That's completely and unacceptable. And
3: that's the blaming how. the victim. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the how requires deep internal change of your thoughts, emotions, and your actions. Oh, that's Might have to be willing that's to get That's horrifying.
0: Horrifying, no, that, and that's why those two movies weren't as popular as the that's first one. That's the right? main <laughs> reason, because actually,
3: as much as the first one was just better, they are so deep. In their understanding that it just goes over the head. So you're basically Ugh, like, you know, yeah. but if you do understand the hermetics behind it, it's like fucking amazing. Even the the fourth movie, mm-hmm. it's like so deep, the, the layers behind
1: it.
0: Yeah. I think the fourth movie really lost a lot of people because yeah. it was really, really like that extra layer beyond. Yes. Uh, I mean, we
1: loved it. But. Yeah. I don't
0: think I would have loved it ten years ago. Though. No, no, I, have I, I would, I would have been like, "What the fuck? Is this? Like, yeah. why, why is she married?" I think with that's kids, where they you know? went. <laughs> I think that's
3: where they went wrong with this movie, as much as it was a great. Uh, it's esoteric. It's it too esoteric. Yeah, it's very It wasn't niche. for the, the the masses. Yeah, and the first movie was for the masses, even though only still like three to five percent would Exoteric, have actually got it. Right? But at least the metaphors could give you a shift, you know? Mm-hmm. And you could see some level of continuity
0: mm-hmm. and that can really help It woke up millions and millions and millions of people. Well, any, any good teaching system has the exoteric and then like an onion cake, yes. you know, layer cake, like you keep, it brings you closer to the esoteric, yeah. right? Where, and you know, movies are mass produced and so they get out there, but like that, that last movie was only meant for very few people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and just so happens that uh,
1: they probably didn't even want to make it. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys are bringing up a really good point here around manipulation too, is that movies, everything you watch oh my God. is manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Every single thing, whether that's The Bachelorette, whether that's, I don't know, Survivor, Donald Trump's latest speech or The Matrix, yeah. all of that is designed, all those stories, they're all designed as manipulation. And if you're yes. like subjecting yourself to that and really getting into those stories, What do you think that's doing to your brain?
3: It's a hypnotic induction.
1: Absolutely. And that's like super dangerous.
3: A very powerful hypnotic induction. Mm -hmm. If you really look at the story behind what they were trying to get across, and it was actually a positive. Avatar? Avatar. 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 It was a positive manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, I'm not saying every aspect of it is perfect, but overall, it was designed to be a positive. Uh, induction for humanity to connect, mm-hmm. for humanity to realize we're all the same, for connect humanity to each to, other, to, connect to, to Earth, to, to love Earth again, and and be one, right? Yeah. And it did a great job at that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying that just changes everything, but it's one noth- one other layer of someone doing that. But the majority of movies are not designed to be very positive for people. No. And I'm not no. saying in a good or bad way, but even you look at Rocky, you look at all these; these are beautiful stories that are able to like pull out that hero's right, you know. journey, yeah, you know? yeah, and get you to like, leave that movie saying, man, I, I want to better my life. It's inspirational. In Absolutely. But this is the, the crux of what we're talking about, which is manipulation is neutral. But if you don't know how to create that type of emotion within someone through a movie or through a speech or through a like
0: podcast, TV
3: shows, then what? Right. Then what do you do with what, this? What are you
1: doing? Yeah.
3: What do you do? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have all these ideas of how I want the world to be better.
1: Cool. Yeah, good luck with those. That's a waste of time to even
3: talk about unless you know what to do. Unless you know what to do with it, Mm -hmm. right? How to
1: bring people on board? How to get people excited? How to even convince them that what you have to teach is worth their time?
3: And it's going to end up with somebody complaining, Mm -hmm. making excuses, saying it's everybody else's fault, saying they just don't get it. Like when when someone says that, oh, they just didn't get it. Well. Maybe that means that you don't know how to enter in the conversation yeah. going on in the <laughs> mind. You don't know how to explain them. it.
1: Yeah. Why not take the personal responsibility? Mm -hmm. which is a whole other topic for another podcast too. But personal responsibility, you guys know, is one of our favorite things. It's like foundational to you actually transforming. You can't change if you're looking external. It's another piece of positive versus negative, or I guess neutral manipulation, but on the light or the dark side is if you're on the dark side, you're not encouraged to have any personal responsibility Mm -hmm. at all. If you're Mm -hmm. on the light side, it's basically a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You're responsible for your actions, your thoughts, your emotions, your everything. Yes. Here's just the breadcrumbs along the way versus, oh, actually now we as the collective and as the guru are taking responsibility for everything that is you and you have to subject completely to yes. us.
3: I I can only show you the door, you have to walk through it. One, yeah, as opposed pieces. to us dragging you through it. <laughs> yeah, and, and kicking you through it and saying, yeah. do this, do that. Now, when I had one of my Muay Thai, uh, teachers and mindset coaches Nico who you will meet he'll come back to Bali he was a European world champion and then he was a guy I was hanging out with a lot and I was like okay I'm hiring you to whoop my ass yes I want you to whoop my ass you know yeah yep. and and he he did and it was like very, very uh powerful. And then we would we would spar and at the end he would get me to raise my hands, even though all I wanted to do was go onto the ground and lie down. <laughs> raise, my, raise my hands and expand my he called it alpha awareness and just be fully aware of everything in the moment. Well, mm. like, I just want to die. Go, yeah. Overcoming this like little bitch that yeah. wants to do the opposite, that wants to do the intuitive thing, lie down, rest, you know? Yeah. Breaking breaking those like uh prison bars of what I believe is possible. Mm. And I allowed him to do this to me. He Perfect. paid him to I do I paid it. him to do yeah, this yes begged me. him to do you it, it sounds there's, like. There's a difference between him making me feel dependent, which he never did, mm-hmm. and him trying to free my mind. Morpheus was trying to free the mind.
1: Mm-hmm. He
3: wasn't saying, I am your guru. I'm trying to free your mind, Neil.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and we see this in spiritual communities as well, this idea. And this is something that I take such offense to is this idea that everything has to be easy all the time and uh, everything has to feel good follow your all bliss. the time. Follow your bliss. Like, <sighs> oh, there's a, there's a short stage for that where that's helpful and there's some truth in it. But to yeah, take yeah, that yeah. as a hundred percent is, completely missing the mark because all that is doing is once again trapping you. And so it's really important to be willing go. to find a teacher who is willing to call you on your fucking shit and make you do things that you don't want to do and ask yeah. you to stand on your head and just like slice through all of that ego bullshit because that's actually the only way you're going to grow. You're not going to grow by repeating super positive affirmations all the single time. At some point you're going to hit a ceiling and you need a guru who you trust to cut your shit down so you can actually break through to the next level thank you you're
3: welcome (laughs) here here's the the uncomfortable truth that nobody wants to hear oh almost all the books that you're buying right now and courses are manipulating you with speed ease and pleasure because they know that's what you're gonna buy and they know that's not actually how it works yeah but they know that it will sell millions of dollars of products yeah just Sit there and imagine, and you're going to get the car in your garage.
1: You just sit here on this These beautiful couch, and it'll just flop magic, right there. right?
3: <laughs> it sells amazing for the guru, but mm-hmm. it doesn't help the person. Yep. All the greatest things that have happened in my life happened through suffering. Yep. Now, it's also amazing to have bliss. You want the full spectrum, but you need the full spectrum. Yeah. You don't just get this, like, I get to sit and never be uncomfortable, and then things will work. Yep. Like, you, <sighs> yeah.
1: Your comfort zone is where your dreams go to die. It's not where you're to meant to spend your life.
3: uncomfortable being uncomfortable or mm. comfortable being uncomfortable. There it is. Mm. Yeah. When I'm at the gym now and I'm breaking down my muscles, my muscles have learned how to love it. Mm. It's the same feeling that the other person who's going the first time has, mm-hmm. but their feeling is like fear, like this is too much. It hurts. It's painful. And they yeah. run. Yeah. Right? That's how everything starts. Mm-hmm. Every time you learn something new, when you're first going through that learning process, you are uh, unconsciously incompetent. Yeah. And then you're consciously incompetent, you know. And then you go up, and then you become uh, unconsciously competent. You get to these levels where it just starts to happen naturally. It's like driving. Like a, a natural flow. Mm-hmm. Everything goes in that process. It's you don't just like download the information instantly and now you are the absolute best. Now there's ways to download it faster, mm-hmm. but you still have to experience it. You still have to go through the hard times. And if someone is trying to sell you the opposite to that, you are just buying into the fantasy, not the reality. Mm -hmm. The more you buy into the only fantasy, the more you've been manipulated by somebody who's pretending they're going to get you the good life, when in actuality, they're just getting rich off of your naivete.
1: Yep, exactly. And taking advantage of your desire for things to be quick, easy, and pleasurable, like you said. And of course like let's just mention we use those words in our our courses as well but we're saying them with the knowledge that like it's not like this one course is not going to change your entire life this one course will be quick for this result and if you implement it effectively it will work
3: there's a difference though like when you guys are saying those words or i'm saying that in whatever it is that i'm marketing you have to sometimes sell the donut and then stuff it with the health, healthy food. Yeah, put the spinach yeah. right in there. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: stuff <So>, the dough.
3: <laughs> again, if Morpheus just said to him, hey, you're about to go through all of these things before he takes the red pill, he would have never would have taken never the fucking taken red, red pill. The fucking pill. Yes, no. this right? is true. So, yeah. of course, there is a layer that is not manipulation saying, it's go- It's all about the frame and the paradigm behind it. Mm-hmm. If, you, if somebody is going to think that when you use a word like quick or this or that 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 means it's going to happen instantly like tomorrow they mm-hmm. they they're, they're lying to themselves but when you're telling somebody it's going to be better and faster and more pleasurable than all the other avenues that you've been thinking about doing through the traditional society in whatever way that is the truth
2: mm-hmm. totally is. now
3: it's going to be hard to get there mm-hmm. there's still going to be some pain along the on the way of course. but it's all about the reframe reframing is everything there's a the story of this these two rock stars And the guy has a concert the next day and he's like the night before his hands are so sweaty and they're shaking and he's so fucking nervous. He's like, tomorrow is going to be the worst day ever. Oh, no. And then the next guy has a big concert the next day. Hands are sweaty. So so nervous, like thinking about all the different things that could happen. he's like, tomorrow is going to be the best day ever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The same excited feeling on one person that is like looking forward to performing is that feeling of I'm going to fail to the other person. But the feeling is the same.
0: You know, Mm -hmm. you just hit the nail on the head there. That, what you just described, is at the core of most of the technology that we teach. Mm -hmm. You know, Buddhism, Hermetics, and all of this. And that is, it is the relationship that you have with your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions that's the problem. It's not the thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Yes. In fact, you're going to probably be stuck with these for most of your life. As long as you have a physical body, probably, yeah. Yeah. But what's going to happen is you're going to reframe what all of those mean. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about the reframe, right? It is like, oh, all of a sudden these thoughts that are kind of negative don't really mean anything because I know they're just coming from yes. some past experiences and like like old bad data that's stuffed in my being somewhere mm-hmm. you know these feelings are, are coming up they're trying to tell me something they're not trying to get me to get all nervous and something they're trying to be like oh hey we're about to go on stage maybe we need a little adrenaline mm-hmm. you know maybe we need a little energy Pump up that, maybe yeah. that, maybe that's why your heart is racing because you need to actually like do something different than normal and i'm getting you prepared for that yes is, is that a reason to like shy away from it no man that's like your body trying to fucking support you and get you jacked up and ready to like ready to go you know look at the lights look at the crowd oh my god isn't this amazing yes you know and then emotions again they're just data they're information Mm -hmm. right it's our relationship oh you know like i'm I'm heartbroken because I got broken up with, and it's like or cheated
1: uh, on or whatever. You know, and it's Mm -hmm. like it's
0: actually like your your heart is just loving. You're you're like I'm heartbroken. It's, It's not your heart that's broken. It's your. Mind, yeah, yeah. You know, your heart's like, it's like, oh, I can feel again. Oh, oh my God, I was so mm-hmm. numb. And now I'm just like, I'm breaking open and all of that stuck emotion and numbness is just shedding off. And, and my mind's freaking out because I think it means something bad. Yeah. And now your heart's just like, no, man, this is great. Let's do it again. Yeah. And your mind's like, no, I never want to date again. You know, like, like it's, it's, it's the relationship our yeah. mind has created with all of of these physiological aspects of yes. the problem.
3: Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? Like to know that is so powerful. Fuck. If you, if whoever is listening right now and you're hearing our voices right now mm-hmm. and you can connect what mm-hmm. CN just said, you just freed your mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: If you can connect that, yeah. you just freed your mind because you realize you can reframe every single thing in your life. Any negative that happens can be alchemized into a positive. Yep anything. Because however you look at it, if it's one perspective, oh, they broke up with me. She's bad. My life
0: sucks. You just chose to suffer. Yep. That's the core of our teachings. Like if, if you want to go at the core of the prism's teachings, that's yes. it. Yeah. Is we are every single time choosing to be the victim, yeah. choosing to suffer yes. and choosing to blame everyone else for our situation. Yes. And yes, I'm going to fucking blame the victim. Yes, you are a thousand percent responsible for everything in your life. You are literally manifesting every single thing. Now, you may not think you're in control of it. You may not be aware of how you're in control of it, but that's just the nature of your being right now. That's you just can. ignorance, really. Yes, that is, And again, that's the, one of the three root poisons in Buddhism is ignorance of the fact that you are actually choosing and creating all of this for yourself. And it's the best thing you got going right now. Yeah. And, and for me, like uh, I can't tell anybody I know why
3: everything happens and and these different layers. I don't have maybe the the God's mind at this point, you know, even mm-hmm. though like you say, we're all God, we're all looking through, you know, God's eyes, no matter what. No, some part of us. <laughs> some part of <laughs> us, right? But I always at least look at the fact that no matter what did happen, you can look at it and control the way you think about it, feel totally. about it, and yeah. then that changes the frequency. So maybe something, someone says, oh, uh, this happened and someone hit me in their car, it's their fault. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that much. After that, you get to choose what to do with it.
1: Yeah, what are you making want mean? Do you want to
3: have a flat tire and then slash the other three to make the other one?
1: Make them all uh, who's no. that? Who's that helping? Yeah. Who does it right? help? So the tire no company, obviously. Happen- yeah, the tire company. <laughs> no, no matter what
3: happens in that moment, moment to moment, every single moment, you get to choose to be your higher self. And I learned this a lot from Sean Barnett, Mm. uh, who uh, I'm sure you'll have on the podcast soon. Oh, yeah. Um, And we're going to see on Wednesday for a nice, some some tea. tea Oh, I
0: can't wait. Yeah.
3: And it really was a game changer for me because if every single moment you're taking responsibility, every moment, like how you're holding your shoulders, how you're speaking, how Mm. you're not playing the victim, every single moment, what's the exponential accumulation of that going to be?
1: Mm.
3: Like every moment. Yeah, and it every takes, moment it's, it's like
1: take, unfathomable. It's
3: unfathomable for most yeah.
0: people, right? Well, you you can't tell people this, right? You have to help them experience it, and the only way for that to happen is through very skillful yes. handling, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And then you give them the experience that unlocks something, gives the brain that aha moment of oh, hey, wait, my model of reality is incorrect because otherwise that wouldn't have happened. And, oh man, everything's upside down and inside out. And maybe I need to take responsibility for everything because I just figured out that I can actually transmute an emotion in the minute, in the moment. You know, one of the things that
3: I I am very happy about in my life is since going down this path and then being able to share this wisdom with people, whether it's directly or through YouTube videos that I created or whatever it was. I love that you're doing that. It's people come to me, on the street or send me a message or that have gone through something at one point and they've now become this sovereign version of themselves. Hmm. And I think what happens in a lot of the other places, they wanna have this credit, like they wanna take the credit, you know? Mm -hmm. They want people in their echo chamber, they want this, they want the testimonial based off of this, that and the other. But the thing that I love the most is just when I see somebody's eyes sparkling and are lit oh, up yeah. and they're, they're their own. And I know that the whole world in whatever way will be better in some aspect because that person's vibing at that level. Totally. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than that.
0: That's the reward in itself. That's the mm-hmm. reward in
3: it itself. And of course, yeah, you can have your your courses and you can have your testimonials for you. And this is all beautiful. Yeah, this is all but stuff that the, has to the happen. Deeper layer is to get the skillful handling in order to be able to allow people to wake themselves up and not you say, I woke them up. I'm the one who did this. I no, I was just a conduit. I was just transmuting the truth That's right. of whatever this is into their brain so they can turn it on. And then they can move through the world with some level of power and that grace. Feelings, that and feeling's
0: so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes the back best. to what he was saying about the Dalai Lama. Like the Dalai Lama said, right? You know, the most selfish thing you can do is be a humanitarian. Yes. Right. And and this is this is the development of like bodhicitta, of like the the unselfish mind is like the realization that oh my God, I get so much more out of serving. I get so much more out of helping others wake up yep. that like, why would I do anything else?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really what we're saying here is the most selfless thing you can do is manipulate the people around you. <laughs>
0: Positively. Positively. <laughs> Positively. Assu- assuming you've gotten to the level where you actually know how to manipulate yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you, Great point. You've, yeah. you've broken through, you've gotten out and you're like, oh, I understand how to reprogram myself like you're you're like you're like you know like those little like ai robot movies where the robots have all these constraints like the three laws or whatever and then somehow one like figures out how to break out of the three laws and it reprograms this is what we're doing right is like there's all these constraints that have been programmed into us and we're like figuring out how how do i step back from all of this coding and then start to like pull this one out pull that one out just throw the whole fucking thing out eventually You know, th- this is like, once you learn how to manipulate yourself by having somebody help you learn how to do that, then the greatest thing you can possibly do is to help others. There's mm-hmm. no
3: doubt. And, you know, Morpheus didn't have to go back into the Matrix. Right. The free minds. Right. Mm-hmm. He did not have to. It was, it was this reciprocal altruism inside of him that was like, it's helped me. I want to go help others free themselves from the Matrix so we can then eventually, hopefully, wake as many
0: people up as possible. Yeah, he was the one with the belief the whole time, right? Yes. He almost foolishly believed in Neo yes. to the point of his own destruction. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like...
3: And there's the whole, the whole hero's journey of the Matrix is so beautiful because when Neo walks in and he sees the Oracle and above him, it says, Tomet Nosuke, know thyself. Hmm. And she starts to basically say, you're not the one. And a lot of people are like, why would she say that? That's perfect. She, she, she wanted his free will to come out. Because yeah. that's what Neo really represented was free will. Yeah. And he didn't believe it at first. And that was great. Because if she told him, which what most gurus then do, you are this, you are that. Then they feel like they are dependent on that person mm-hmm. to tell them who they are. But if you can get the brain to wake up beyond what that person says, and no longer what anyone says is what actually changes you or doesn't change you, because you're sovereign, then you can take, you can look at tarot cards, you can do this, do that. You can decide if you want to believe that or not. Mm -hmm. It's up to you. You don't have to just accept one thing. The whole point of it is to get you to question. Yes. You know?
0: And wasn't that a great example of manipulation? Absolutely. She didn't even tell him. The, quote, truth. Nope. Right? She told him what he needed to hear. This is the Ooh. difference. And then what happens by the end of the movie?
3: He's sitting there in that hallway and basically has x-ray vision. And that x-ray vision allows him to fight the agents with one arm behind, tied behind the back. The agents were just default programs, meaning all of that societal programming coming at you and you accepting it over and over. And then you're in a coffee shop and you say something that's a little taboo and everyone looks at you. Yep, all the agents they're... wake up, you know? And then you're like oh you know of course that's going to be the feeling but if you see the codes of the matrix you just aikido that stuff out of there you know that's like no there's no there's no problem
0: Mm -hmm. and then morpheus walks up to you and says so this is it or you know another alchemist in 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 our case and i want to just take it to that
3: next level with it which is once you're starting to resonate at that frequency and we're talking about like synchronistic moments, like follow the white rabbit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So many of those people and circumstances and beauty and love. And that comes into your life is so impossible to explain to someone who has not experienced Mm -hmm. because our, our materialistic brain or our brain that, wants to have this societal newtonian model newtonian model of like i just want to have these things so i can have higher status in front of people and look cool yeah you know this programming you realize how low level that really was and how that just the circumstances and flow of life and the connections and like this being seen by people and
0: seeing others and oh Oh, it's so fucking powerful you, th- you think everything's random. Yeah, right yeah. when you believe in the Newtonian model of physics yeah. and and like you haven't even gotten to the quantum you're just like you're literally like oh, yeah, there's cause and effect and there's just a bunch of random people wandering yeah. around <laughs> doing random things and you know the people <laughs> that I meet are totally random yeah. and, and it's like no man fucking universe is at least as intelligent as you are if not more that means if you can design or, like, if you can draw a nice picture, you know, and it's not random, yeah. like, what do you think the universe is doing? <laughs> you know, like, what? It's, it's just going to, like, throw random people at you? Like, like, <laughs> like <laughs> cy- cymatics. Cyma- like, if you just – someone types
3: in right now, cymatics, and you just watch these frequencies with the grains of, of sand. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. you watch every single time a certain frequency is hit, it makes the exact same pattern. And you don't realize that that's in every radio signal. And that's in – how, how, every time I send you a message, I hit you every time. Yeah.
0: is, is that People think this is random? Well, what about your words? Like, right. Like even the words you're speaking have very explicit like frequencies and patterns. Yes. And, you know, like... It's in everything. And I I remember KRS-One, I, I say this all the time, but
3: he was like showing a, an example to people and he, he showed like a, a symbol and I'll just use the word limitless, but he would just say... Three, two, one, say the word, but don't say it out loud. It's like three, two, one. And it's like, what voice just spoke? Hmm. What ears just heard? You didn't have any sound (laughs) vibration leave (laughs) your mouth. No sound vibration hit your ears, but you spoke and you heard yourself speak. And he's like, close your eyes and see your future. What eyes see your future? These two eyes don't see the future or the past.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: And as soon as someone breaks free from that, they realize, wow. I've been believing all the data that's coming into my eyes is everything. Yeah, like, I've a, been believing all the words that come at me from the news are all how it is. Like everything has been programmed, and I've never gone internally to come from the soul out. On my own sovereign ability.
0: He mm-hmm. just reminded me of a, an, an old Rumi uh, poem, and it goes something to the effect of: "Your physical being doesn't hear." then what does <laughs> strive to find out
1: it's a koan right there
0: yeah that's a zen thing. and, and
1: mm-hmm. now
3: like i'm just going to give that another full circle so then someone will say okay then but am i not not just going to be manipulated by you with your words and your this and your that absolutely i to sure hope so To that next level <laughs> that's, that's the, the point. whole point
0: <laughs> and you're going to pay
3: me for yes. it but it's it's to get to that next level yeah and mm-hmm. The the to break out it's so intangible meaning you don't see it. it. People are so programmed to believe that they're gonna see transformation. It's like no matter how much how long you look at the moon at night, you're not gonna see it move, even though it's going very fast. Yeah. All the subtleties of life have to be experienced. Yeah, they have are to be not felt. They have to be felt on different planes of reality and that's why it's so hard from the emotional from the physical from the visual from the uh you know all the different senses and then beyond that but you can't explain that again they have to experience it and the only way you're going to experience it is by someone who has been taught by someone else to experience it and then they're teaching it to you yeah it's not just going to magically mind happen. to
0: mind transmission yes mm-hmm. yeah I, I had a, a buddhist llama, um out in bc actually kind of give me one of these experiences it was really, really masterful. This guy, like super high level tantric Buddhist. And he was like, so, you know, seeing like, I can't, I've tried to tell people exact, I can, I can see in people, I can see exactly what any person needs to become fully enlightened. And like, I could totally, like he he could just see right through me. Right. And And he's like, but you know you just can't tell people this stuff. Mm -hmm. I've tried. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll tell somebody this thing and they'll just sit there and blink and like move on to the next topic. Like nothing, like it just like, like they didn't even hear it. And you know, the funny thing is about that. He told me that exact same story three times that night. Hmm. And on the third time I look at him and I'm like, What did you say just before you told me that story again? <laughs> Can you just like go back and, and like I just like, give me a chance to like actually catch this. Yes. He's like, man, I've given you three chances already. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, like it's actually like that wild and, and but you know like the, this was like at the beginning of a ten day solo Tantra retreat by the end of the retreat i I heard the words yeah. Like they were in there, yeah. but I just couldn't, yeah. literally could not tap into them yeah. until I had done the work. But he like, he pre-framed it and populated the experience, the transmission in my mind. And then it was up to me to fucking unlock it. Yes.
1: And, and that's skillful manipulation. That's is, is That's like master
0: level manipulation. Metaphor,
1: I mean,
3: story, anything that totally, is not what it, it is. gets in remember there. remember what I was talking about the other day about. The, the three different things that I use when I'm first dating someone. Mm-hmm. Right? Beautiful. All metaphor. Mm-hmm. Because if I just ask them, who are you? What do you like in a man? What is it? It's all logic. Yeah. And they won't. No one. We. It's so hard to know ourselves on a logic basis. Mm. So when the mind is no longer thinking about how I'm going to try to be perceived right now. And I'm on a metaphorical plane. Now that person's mind can be free to tell the truth. Yes. Beyond this rational of the matrix saying, don't say this. Oh, they're, uh, uh, uh," you know? Yeah, Yeah, it's like you're at
1: a job interview, right?
0: Exactly. Well, yeah, like I I remember very clearly that transition for me, right? And and like this was like right around the time of the Young Entrepreneur Society where I went from that person who... If I were going to go talk to somebody, like even yourself for the first time or anybody like high level, I'd be like, okay, what are my talking points? Yeah. What am I going to get out of this conversation? I'd like have everything like planned out and be super anxious about it. Yeah. It sounds exhausting. It yeah. was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, and like keeping this facade of who I'm supposed to be with this person. Braw business right? cards. Braw. You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And and, you know, like I had a really rapid transformation. It took me like three months of daily meditation. I had this esoteric, like, mystical experience of a Buddha fucking dropping in front of me. And I like didn't believe in things like that at the time. And yeah. then it kind of blew my mind open anyways. So that happened. And then all of a sudden I, I was like, oh man, I realized I could literally talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I could like show up. Like Elon Musk could be sitting right here and I could just have a really yeah. like deep, meaningful chat about whatever it was that you know meant was we were meant to talk about and there would be no planning and no fear and no anxiety because there was no thought about well what am i going to get out of this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right it was all about well let's let's find out what we're going to create together
3: Mm -hmm. no this is the beauty
0: if you can get into that state
3: but the I would suggest for people up front to do the planning and do what we did before. Yeah, you have but to. You, like... you get to a certain point, like you said, the no fear, the no anxiety. Once that dissolves, mm-hmm. now you can start to channel. Yes. And when you see somebody who's writing a book and they're channeling that book out because they are so connected to the information and they're not filtering at all what they think this person is, is going to think. Uh, how it's going to be perceived, how this, how that, yeah. all that stuff disappears and they're channeling true wisdom. This is a different type of writing. Oh, totally. Then Very writing different. of like, why is this, Oh, oh uh, you know, thinking in your mind, like, is my mom going to be, it, it's just people are living through this constant, these constant voices in their head of what their friend's going to think, of what their mother's going to think, of what this is, you know, yeah. and and based off of that, they just dim their own light. Yeah, totally. And are are scared to step outside of the, compliant society or the, you know, whatever it is that people went through in this last two years, which was complete madness. Well, and and madness is a
0: great word for it yeah and and they're scared for good reason. I mean, Absolutely. like we've all experienced ma- the agents massive, are scary, man. We've experienced massive loss, yeah. right. Like the agents get into family friends and fools and like, yeah. totally polarize them against you mm-hmm. right? Like because now all of a sudden you appear to be other. Yes. you're no longer part of the tribe., yeah. and that just fucking ejects you. You know, like you just get excommunicated basically from your friends' groups. Yeah. right Sophie you mm-hmm. know and from your family in some cases and that's really traumatic for some people yeah. and you know like I try to prepare people for that when they're getting close to like oh yeah you're gonna you're gonna get really weird soon man so here here's I'm what sorry you where do. was
1: my preparation
0: <laughs> well I mean I don't you,
1: recall that stage
0: <laughs> I I mean I taught you like one meditation class and then we went to an ayahuasca ceremony and then you just had your transfer. Like, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some, people, I was some like, people evolve quicker than others. I, I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't even your teacher really. Like, I just no, like, you you, were not. you you just showed up to my class and like, then we, you showed up to my ayahuasca ceremony and then all of a sudden we're in this thing together and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> There's no preparation for either of us, my love. Hmm. Yeah, and it's it's powerful what what you're talking about because I have a
3: pretty good relationship with my parents now. Where when I was going through everything, it was very bad mm-hmm. um, because I was just attacking everybody. I was like, oh, you know, I felt so not understood. I felt so alone. I felt so uh, alienated. And the the thing to do back then when you don't know how to alchemize those feelings is to just respond with however you feel. Yeah. Project them out there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Flash out. You know, so now it's a lot different because I can still enter into their conversations that are going on for them. I can still um, send them love. I can empathize. still empathize and be there and, and understand where they're at in their journey. And also understand that no matter how much you've worked on the influence and the persuasion and this and that and the other, if they don't want to change, then you're not going to be very
0: persuasive regardless. No and and it's okay yeah and, and it's totally okay we have an episode on that about Karen and and yeah. how she really serves the whole matrix and all of us and the whole structure of the universe just by being
1: Karen yes. and not needing to wake up. Yes. I think that might be our most referenced episode. Like yeah. I feel like we reference that episode in almost every other episode. Yeah. If you
0: haven't heard, listened to that one, go back and and and. I think it's listen, episode two or three. It. It's, it's early it's on. It's like it's really profound. It's changed a lot of people's perceptions about their friends, family, and fools, and has allowed them to just accept people for where they're at. Yeah. And that's the important part is like we're on a mission to change humanity, but at the rate at which humanity wants to change. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? You you can't force this stuff on people. We can't be like missionaries going into like yeah. foreign nations and like taking the savages and turning them into civilized. This is this yeah. is not how no. this actually works. That just destroys people. We're here yeah. to support people. Any anything for, for me, I I just I just bring it to three
3: fairly simple things, which is number one. You have to learn how to hack your own mind. Mm -hmm. All right. You have to learn how to hack into this computer and change the way it operates. That's what a computer hacker is going to do. It's going to learn how to get into a system, change the way it operates. So that's a beautiful process to go through. One of the best ways to do that is find someone who's really damn good at it and allow them to assist you through that process so you don't bang your head against the wall. success. That's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Number two, you need to then take this and learn how to leverage your and wield your influence. Because now if you've known this, you understand how it works for you. So doesn't that mean you can learn how to communicate it to others? Mm -hmm. Of course. But if you don't know how to manipulate yourself in the first place, or be manipulated or go through that process and understand what it's like to go through it, because most people are being manipulated don't believe they're being manipulated. That's right. If you can't accept that in the first place, then you're kind of dead in the water. Yeah. And, and you're the easiest to manipulate. The oh, one who doesn't totally because you can't see it. Because you don't believe it, therefore you can't see it. Yeah. So it doesn't exist to you, which means you are getting you're, done. It. <laughs> you're done. You're all done all the time. <laughs> from all angles. From all fucking angles. And then the last thing is the third one, which is probably the most important of all of them, which is learning how to just take action, speed of implementation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Learn how to actually dive into the thing and stop, mm-hmm. oh, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it next week, I'll do yeah. it in six months, oh, when uh, I get a new job, oh, when this happens, oh, when-
1: On the first Monday after a blue moon. never comes. Ready Always is today. A lie.
3: All of this stuff yeah. is tricking you yeah. and it's just your fear talking. Yeah. Yep. But the people that I know who are doing the most amazing things in life, they've gone through all sorts of situations because they were willing to just take action in the moment and do the thing. Maybe it didn't work out perfect, but as long as they learn from that experience, they're always winning. You either win or you learn. How can there be no go losing, wrong? There's no, no losing. There's there. no yeah. such yeah. Thing, you win or you learn. There's I no love such that. thing as loss in life unless you actually just completely give up. If you do that, maybe you can still learn something from it, but if you take action on something and you learn a lesson from it, you won. Yeah, that's perfect. Amazing. Yeah, And you learned a lesson that now you can teach to somebody else and you can help them.
1: And you can implement it and you'll be better next time. Yeah, so
3: I, I like hacking that. the mind, learning how to take that, put it out into the world, and actually speed of implementation. Get in the game. Get off the sidelines. Mm-hmm. Too many uh, you know, people watching from the stands yeah. of life. Is oh, that you? Oh, so cool what that person's doing. So cool what they're doing. Oh, they're traveling the world. That's so cool. Oh,
0: There you ah, go. There you go. That's Dante's. You're a passive bystander dante's three steps to freedom and sovereignty yeah there we go we'll see a
1: course on that soon i'm sure yeah (laughs) exactly yeah
0: i think that's a great way to uh to wrap things up is just right there you know Mm -hmm. um beautiful do, do you have anything else no no thank you yeah, thank you. On. That man, that I just I've missed these conversations so much. Man, like, we took
3: the you know, didn't put the condoms on and yes. had the unprotected we just went straight to
0: neurotransmitters yeah. giving birth to new ideas. Yeah, I'm mm. I'm I'm high as shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you, lightbenders, for joining us once again. And you know, as you asked for, we will have more and more uh, people on the show. I'm sure Dantes will make a few more cameos himself. Uh, We are all living together, so it's Mm -hmm. quite convenient. And we got this awesome little podcast studio now. So uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: We are so grateful that you decided to hit play on today's episode. If anything in this episode has inspired you or helped you transform your life, make sure to let others know by sharing a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can keep our community growing. We absolutely adore giving away free gifts. Send us a screenshot of your review to team@theprism.org to receive a special meditation from us as a gift of gratitude. We absolutely cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. Between now and then, don't forget to visit our website at theprism.org and remember, the goal is always in you.